Welcome to We the People, a podcast giving a Christian perspective on news, politics, hot topics, and so much more. Hosted by Rodney Nesmith, worship pastor at New Life Fellowship in Lovelock, Nevada. This week, Pastor Rodney is joined by Thea Shoemake, a homeschool advocate discussing wokeism in our schools. The latest episode of We the People starts right after this quick commercial break. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh, right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy, because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. Welcome back to We the People. Here's your host, Rodney Nesmith. Good evening, everybody. Rodney here, your host of the We the People podcast. And tonight we have Taya Shoemake with us. She is a homeschool advocate and founder of homeschoolreadyornot.com. Taya, thank you for being with us tonight. Absolutely. Appreciate that. Appreciate being here. Awesome. Um, the reason I we reached out to you today was the fact that we wanted to talk about wokeism going on in the school the drag shows, the transgenderism, the push, I call it a cult. Um, that's just my, what I'm going to call it. Um, and uh, how prevalent it is and it's just what it, the damage it's doing to children everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've seen an uptick in inquiries, not just on the website, but even before the website, you know, during the distance learning when COVID was taking place and parents right. found out uh, what was going on in the classroom. And uh, that's when the inquiries spiked, if you'll pardon the pun. And yeah. uh, we're just trying to help people make that transition. It's a good, it's a good transition, especially with the way schools are now. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, parents, I, a lot of parents feel betrayed. That's, that's what I get when I speak with them or, or converse with them via email. And, you know, they tried to re-engage in the process Mm -hmm. in school board meetings only to be silenced or removed or worst case arrested. And so yeah. they, they just doubled down on that betrayal. And, um, you know, we want all educational environments to thrive, right? In mm -hmm. a perfect world because it rises sure. all ships, right? And right. Uh, in the instance, however, where one or more are not, homeschooling is a good option until people get their stuff together. So um, it's... Mm -hmm. it, it, the the age inappropriateness of this to say that it it doesn't quite fully cover the fervor that i have um uh, against it <laughs> yes. because it's yes. just it's outrageous and they don't it, they don't make a secret of it anymore it's out there in the open it's unambiguous they're here they're coming for our children i'm going to take them at yep. their word um yep. and that's why you know we do what we do right and the things that they're exposing kids to is just mind boggling to me that any parent would allow their kids to even be around it, let alone take them to drag shows and take them to the gay pride parades where they're doing all kinds of lewd and disgusting things in public, which I don't understand why they don't get arrested for indecent exposure personally, but that's a whole nother issue. But I mean, how any parent 
would take their kids to that and expose them to nudity and all the stuff is just beyond me. I think a lot of it, um, Rodney, is that under the guise of making their children tolerant um, or accepting of other people or respectful of other people, and it's really an either or fallacy in disguise. If I don't do this, then that signals that I'm not cool or I'm not inclusive or whatever. And I think there's something underneath that. I think maybe they're they're trying to satisfy their own curiosity, but using their children um, and and the tolerance of their age and appropriate children to um, to manifest that or to explore that. And you know, just to be clear, trannies were around when T Rex and I went to college. Okay, no one really cared. <laughs> all right, um, no one cares what kind of sex you have. Um, but then they turn their gaze on our children. And that's a completely different story. Yes. If you want to slap on a dress and call yourself Sally, have at it, Max Klinger. But understand that Max Klinger was not going for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Max Correct. Klinger was going for a Section 8. Yeah. Cuckoo. And everybody <laughs> knew it. Number right. one. Number two, Max Klinger, during commercial breaks, was certainly not putting on a thong and spreading eagle before a child barely old enough to sit up. Absolutely. And so we're going to have a conflict over this. And um, until someone draws the boundaries and I'm waiting for, you know, we've got a lot of mama bears and I love mm -hmm. our mama bears, but we need yep. our papa bears Absolutely. to come in and step in front of mama and, the, and our children. Yep. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to say that, you know, women in this country, too many of us have bought into the other lie, which is that we have to tear down our men in order to edify ourselves. Absolutely right. And so what happens then? Look around. This is what happens when we don't have enough male energy, appropriate mm -hmm. male energy that can defend our women and children. This is exactly what happens. So yeah. um, and, and we're starting to see a little bit of that in at the school boards or when dads contact contact me or my husband about the homeschool lifestyle. And, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping that this is the shark over which they're jumping, right? Because when you turn yes. your gaze to our children, we're going to have a problem. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was uh, talking about this the other day. In fact, I spoke at our church on Father's Day about the father fatherlessness epidemic in the country and about how many kids are don't have a male role model in the house at all, whether it be a stepdad or their bio dad or whatever, or an adoptive father. And the number was almost 19 million. And I was just like, you have got to be kidding me. And then we wonder why kids are running amok in the streets. Uh, there's crime, there's drugs. I mean, there's no dad influence in their home to go, hey, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. This right. is wrong. This is inappropriate. And we're not going there. And I completely agree. We need some Papa Bears to step up to the plate. Because if I was, if this would have been happening when my kids were in school, they would have gotten sick and tired of seeing this face because I wouldn't have been a happy camper. Well, and I, I make the joke, I have a, a, a political podcast and it's like the edgier side of me, but I have made mm -hmm. the point um, that, you know, just even 25 years ago, had you gone to a man and said, okay, Mr. Smith, we are going to round up your family 
we are going to medically violate them with this unproven toxic sludge. We're going to uh, not allow them to associate, can't go to school, can't go to work. And by the way, Mr. Smith, if you disagree with us, we're gonna petition the court, they're gonna take away your family and you're gonna be destitute and canceled. Just 25 years ago, the response would have been, and how are you gonna do all that from the emergency room? Exactly. That's okay. exactly correct. And that is the appropriate male response. I'm sorry, when you cross that line that we have done such a great job erasing in this society, and I'm, I, I hate to say it because it somehow happened on my watch, right? Yeah, so, I mean, that's the other reason we engage because, hey, this happened and uh, we need to take steps to, to try to rectify it. And they've gone from live and let, we just want to be left alone. Well, guess what? So do I. Yeah. But they're not leaving us alone. Yep. And they're not leaving our children alone. And that's a problem. Yeah, exactly. Correct. And it, I had this conversation the other day, too. I said, you know, back with my wife, I said, you know, what people want to do in their bedroom, not my business. Even though I'm a Christian and I may disagree with it, it's still not my business. And if you keep it in your bedroom, we don't have a problem. But when you start shoving it down my throat, in every inappropriate manner known to man, we're then we're going to have a problem. And then I'm going right. to speak up and everybody's going to call me a homophobe, a bigot, blah, 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 blah. Call me whatever name you want. I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just been devastating that it, it, it's not tolerance anymore. They no. don't want us to tolerate them. They want us to celebrate them 24 seven. The narcissism alone is yeah. off the charts. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, uh, and I really don't understand it because I, I can't buy into the delusion. Right. No. And I refuse to buy into the delusion. I, you know, that we speak in logical fallacies enough as it is. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go there and try to rationalize with someone that's exhibiting irrational behavior. Yeah. And this whole, this whole transgender movement has just got my brain on overload. It's like, how in the world have we gone to Corporal Klinger from that to where we want to mutilate our children, try to change their sex, which, by the way, you cannot do. Your DNA stays the same no matter what you do to your body. I don't care what you do. You were, if you were born a man... You're a man. If you were born a woman, you're staying a woman. I don't care how you change your body. It doesn't matter. Your DNA stays the same. But they, they want to inject these poisons into our kids, these hormone therapies, which messes with their brain because too much testosterone in a female brain causes issues. Same the opposite direction. And yet they think it's okay to do this to kids in school. And then shh, don't tell your parents because they're not cool with this. Garbage 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 yeah and and we got here because of progressivism yeah. and we got here because i think people genuinely want to get along with each other right mm -hmm. and um it, and we rationalize allowing small encroachments and that's what progressivism is and mm -hmm. unfortunately you know our enemies play the long game Yep. And and they will they will advance. Uh, uh, one of my favorite pastors said, "You reap what you sow more than you sow later than you sow." Absolutely. <laughs> right? And um uh and and I think we're seeing that 
in the allowance of those encroachments. Um, and uh, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm glad to say that I don't understand the parents who are exposing their children to this, but um, I do think it, it's, uh, there's something underlying there. We, yeah, there has to be. And what, since you brought up a pastor, the fact that to me, for at least maybe two generations, maybe a little more, I feel that the church has been very derelict in their duty to preach the word of God. They've gone to this inclusive message where, oh, we can just be better people or we can do better, you know, but we don't want to say the word sin because that'll offend somebody. And we don't want to say that an alternate lifestyle is sinful because we're trying to be inclusive and, and bring people in. Well, you're all you, you're not bringing anybody in. And if you are, you're bringing in the wrong kind of people because they're not changing. The whole purpose of the gospel is change from sin to life. And the church has gone to sleep at the wheel. Absolutely. Uh, I have said this for years and I, I get a lot of criticism for it, but I blame the 501c3 status. Churches are more concerned with losing that than they are preaching the real gospel, what the gospel is. Yep. And, you know, I, we saw it during COVID. Um, oh, yeah. We, we saw, you know, there, there is so much there in that, in that topic alone, but mm -hmm. I agree with you. Uh, the churches have become this wishy-washy and it's a form of idolatry. Oh yeah. Uh, basically because they're not, speaking of of the one triune god and what he speaks and what he reveals in the bible and um you know i agree with you hey do your thing um i may disagree with it and you know hopefully it, you know i have gay friends um we would stand shoulder to shoulder on pro-life issues they're pro-life very pro-life um and they they know however that that doesn't mean i attend their wedding and that's not because I don't love them. I do. Absolutely. But they understand that if they want me to accept them for who they are, they need to accept me for who I am. Yeah. And and that's a that's a reasonable place to be, right? Mm -hmm. There are no unrealistic expectations. And I can love them and they can love me, but I have right. these I, I have these boundaries. Well, yeah, and you you just hit a whole nail on the head for me because I work with several lesbian women, um, two of two of them are married. Two couples are married. Um, one of them, I am. We are very good friends with, and they've been to our church. They've been to my birthday party. They, I see them at work all the time. She is like a daughter to me, and she loves me, calls me her work dad, and uh, I, I mean, I will, we text at home. We're we're not just work friends. We're actually friends that love each other and care about each other. And she knows exactly my stance. She, like I said, she's been to our church. I'm the worship leader. She knows. And, um, and I know where she's at. We have had these discussions. And she knows that, according to the Bible, that her lifestyle is wrong. I had her on my podcast. We had almost an hour-long conversation on nothing but biblical standards and her lifestyle and my lifestyle and the whole deal but we still love each other 
she knows who I am. She knows what I stand for. And, you know, we, we're okay. We get along. We're fine. I still disagree with her lifestyle. She knows that, but I don't treat her differently because of it. Right. Right. And I think coming back around to the church leadership issue, um, you know, R.C. Sproul said once how he, he so beautifully described how Jesus was with sinners. Mm -hmm. And that's all of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how tender he was and kind and totally different story with the political and religious leaders who were misleading the flock. Bingo. So, you know, when, when I take, when I take shots for, for griping about the 501c3 status or the, the tendency to be more concerned with that versus preaching the gospel and, you know, uh, showing people where it is, mm -hmm. um, you know, I just kind of remind people of that and say, look, your, your job is, is tough. Mm -hmm. Um, but it'll be a lot tougher. You've been, you've been blessed or put in a role that bears a lot of responsibility, kind of like parents, right? Absolutely. We're not to mislead our children, raise right. them up. Now, at some point they're responsible for their decisions. Doesn't mean we don't love them. Doesn't mean we don't shepherd them, Correct. um, or, or help them through adversity. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, I, I sure wish the church would follow that model. Yeah, it would be, it would be really nice. It would be really nice if they would. And it's the fact that, uh, you know, they're too, the church is too concerned with getting along with people and too concerned with, um, being acceptable to society. Um, man, you, you can't be that way and be an effective church. You just can't. Because then you're just, you're part of the problem, not the solution. And I mean, you can be all kinds of accepting to people and lead them right into hell. Or you can say, hey, what you're doing, even though I love you, is wrong. And it's going to lead you to hell. But I've got a way that you can, that can lead you to heaven. You know, Jesus called the Pharisees a brood of vipers. That isn't kind. He flipped over tables. That isn't kind. That was righteous anger. We can be angry and sin not. Mm. That's what Christ did. But exactly your point. He was tender to the ones that needed the great physician, the healer, the savior. Those are the ones he showed the compassion and love to. Yeah, I hear you. It's, um, you know, it used to be in this country was what you learned at church was what you learned at home and what you was reinforced in school. Correct. And now school's the babysitter. There's nobody home and church is a Starbucks. Yeah. So where are we to go? Where are yeah. we to go for that? And, Definitely. you know, all of the traditional institutions on which we've relied are just, they're either corrupt or in peril in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And so the, the pegs of tradition and, and, you know, kids feel that. They, oh, yeah. Whether or not they would articulate it like that or not, but it's like when a parent leaves or there's a divorce or there's, you know, that stability leaves them. Yeah. And they know when something is wrong mm -hmm. and they know when to just watch the children at the, at these events, these parents are, are taking them to and, the, and watching these grown men and this disgusting behavior. The kids know something's up like mm -hmm. this isn't right. And yet my parents are taking me here. Yeah. And so I, you know, I just pray over them for the future because yeah. I, I think there are going to be a lot of them who are who are going to struggle um, and 
you know, I just, I tell our kids we need to be there for them <laughs> when they get older. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause, cause I just, I feel terrible for them. Well, and it's even gotten to the point where now California just passed a law that if your kids go to a therapist and say, Hey, I, I I'm transgender or whatever. And the parents buck that, that therapist can have those kids removed from the home. I mean, it's like, it's, are you kidding me right now? It's upside down, right? Yeah. It's, it's Isaiah five twenty. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good is evil. Evil's good. Yeah. So we're allowing a six-year-old to make this life-changing decision, right? Before any mental development has taken place. And yep. yet we are not um, encouraging college age students to pay back a loan. It's upside <laughs> right. down. Let's yeah. decide. It, the mm -hmm. six year it, that that's reverse, right? We need to, yeah. to be graceful to the six year old, show some grace to the six year old. And we need to say to the young adult, hey, you signed this contract, you took out this loan, now let's rearrange your finances so you can pay it back. Yeah. Now you know, we we all it. did it. Yeah. You've got to own right. it. It's called, it's called adulting. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, welcome but, to it. But it's backwards, right? I oh, mean, we're yeah, given completely. these, we're given all this responsibility of this, of this mature decision-making to our babies. And yet, you know, and that's why our, our college students are breaking down over the littlest disagreement. Yeah. You know, they they can't they can't understand the, the break from reality because they were brought up to think that all men are good, inherently good. Mm -hmm. And if we just surround man with the right food and people and microbrew, then man will make the right decision. Right. And that's that's not true. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. So and then they grow up, they see no evidence that that's true. And then they they suffer cognitive dissonance. Yep. And, you know, I, I, I feel for them. I really do. Because they can't understand, let alone articulate their frustration over their worldviews break from reality. Yeah. Well, and that's a problem. And we're, and we're teaching boys now that being masculine is bad. Mm. You know, it's toxic. You can't be you can't be masculine. You can't be, you know, this or that. It's like you can't act that way because that's that's horrible. Mm. I, no, it's not horrible. It's called testosterone. It's called being a man. That's it's right. what boys do. Boys mimic men. That's what they do. That's who they That's learn right. from. They mimic their fathers. Yes. Well, I take and, a lot of and other men in their life. I take a lot of heat for saying this too. The the only toxic masculinity is where masculinity is non-existent. Bingo. Because we are walking around in this sludge of feminine energy that it. it so I get called a misogynist often. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we need both right absolutely we need both we need the aggression and then we need the women to put on the brakes when the dad's ready to kill the child right correct correct <laughs> i mean correct and and it's a symbiotic re relationship mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with either it's not it, it's not the attributes of of the aggression it's how some men and not even the majority of men I'm going to say a small minority of men have misused uh, their masculinity. And I don't. Absolutely. So we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Absolutely. You know, I was just, I was listening to a podcast on the way home. In fact, it was Liz Wheeler. And she had a man on that has a book called, uh, oh, something about being, being a man, the lion and the lamb, I think it is. Anyway, he was talking about there's two sides to a man. There's a lion side who is the defender the warrior, 
you know, the, but they, there should also be a lamb side that is the lover, the, you know, the, the one that can embrace people and love people and show kindness and compassion. He said, a man has to have both. He's got to be both. He said, but if I have to choose one of the two, I'm going to choose lamb because the lion part can be learned. The lamb part's a little harder to learn for most men. And he, you know, and he's talking about, he was talking about, he's got a book out. He's talking about his wartime, you know, experiences and all that. And uh, I agree with that. There is a man definitely needs that lion side, that warrior protector, you know, that you're not going to cross this line with my family type thing. They need that, but they also need that tender side to show their kids that, Hey, yeah, I can be rough, but I can also just grab you up my arms and hug you and tell you, I love you and, and show you a a softer side as well. There needs to be a balance of that. And, but the way things are right now, everybody's a soy boy and there is no lion to be found. Yeah. And that's a problem. You know, I often say, I don't know for whom I feel most sorry, our sane young women or our sane young men out there. We have both in our family. And when I think of the, um, well, in our home, we say the, the, um, soy boy, skinny jean, man bun wearing crowd. (laughs) And, uh, and, and then, you know, some of the young women out there are just, they're nuts. Oh yeah. And, so I'm not I'm not sure for whom I feel most uh, uh, trepidation, but um, but it's tough out there. Mm-hmm. And, well, and, and I think just, a lo- just to me, it seems like from what I see, what I witness, that so many young women just seem so angry. It's like, where did all that anger come from? I mean, they're just bad. Yeah. Well, you know, well, that, let- that crazy. And I would say this, we should always remember that it's not just the young men that are affected by fatherless homes. The oh, young women are yeah. every bit. And I think that that has a lot to do with it. And Agreed. And, you know, there are different versions of fatherless, right? Sure. I mean, you could have a dad in the home, but he could be completely not, yeah, not yeah. available to you yep. or, or not have either side of that uh, lion or the lamb. Mm-hmm. And one side is better than no, no sides, right? Right. Because at least at some point, if you've got the lion, the young girl or boy knows dad will step in, Mm -hmm. right? And there's not that lack of stability. Um, Or if there's a lamb, you know, that compensates for at least nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And that's, you know, there's such a lack of parenting now. It's on both sides, men and women. I can't just blame it all on men, but the, you know, the, fatherlessness part is, you know, that's on men, but, um, man, there's just a lack of parenting period. Oh no, it's the women. It's the women taking these children to these drag shows. I had a picture on our website and this precious, I bet she was five or six and, and she's putting a dollar in the thong of a drag queen. Yeah. I've seen it. And, and these parents are just that, smiles on their faces, taking cameras, you yeah, know, I'm yeah, sure yeah. we'll put it all over Facebook and tell everybody how tolerant and, and diverse their children are and they're going to grow up and rule the world and whatever. And, you know, I, I, again, I think that's the virtue signaling is, is um, I'm really annoying to me. That really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, but to do that to a child is 
and and in my view, criminal. Absolutely. It's exposing it's, it's them. Child to, abuse. It should it's be pornography. Yes, yeah. Pornography. It's live pornography. Yeah. And there is a there was a drag queen. I don't know if you've seen this video. And what was his name? Uh, Kitty Demure. And you should look it up on YouTube. Okay. He's got a video, and um, I put it on the website. He completely lambastes these parents. And it was two years ago. It was before this, the recent hoorah. Right. And he said, why are you bringing your children to these events? Right. Do you know what goes on backstage? This is not age-appropriate material for them. No, and not. he actually stopped being a drag queen. I don't know what he's doing now, um, but wow, he was. Uh, and I thought, here is someone of that community mm -hmm. speaking truth to the parents who should know better. Absolutely. And so, nobody will ever convince me that a man that wants to go dress up like a woman and do the things they do at these drag shows is not a pedophile. You'll never con convince me of that. Or at least doesn't have pedophile tendencies. Right. Because there's something wrong up here if that's how you get your entertainment and you think that's fun and you think it's appropriate to put kids in that position or do that in front of children. There's something wrong. Yeah. That's what, when they set their gaze on our children, yep. that spoke so much more about them than I think anything. And that's why I think this is jumping the shark for them. Yeah. Because I, I, I know more people that are up in arms about, and rightfully so. And thank goodness. Um, and finally, yeah. but um, yeah, I agree with you. It's it there, there are switches that haven't flipped there, mm -hmm. right? There may be a, an outlier or two. There are always outliers in every situation. Sure. Um, like the, the person that did that video. Um, but yeah, there's something not right there. And it, somehow we're intolerant because we teach our children there's an X and there's a Y. Mm -hmm. It's what it boils down to. You yeah. can, if you don't like it, take it up with the master who created there you. you. Go. <laughs> there you go. And guess what? That also happens to be the only place you're going to find that which you ostensibly want, which is unconditional love. Yep. unmitigated peace and perfectly executed justice. And it comes from the very place you thumb your nose at every day. That's correct. So, you know, if you're not going to help yourself by at least exploring that option, then, you know, that also speaks highly of what's yeah. going on. You know, and during COVID, didn't we hear that, you know, you got to follow the science? Well, last time I checked <laughs> biology is science and it's, uh, it's pretty clear. Yeah. But science only fits with the liberal agenda when it fits their agenda. Right. Right. And well, so, that's that, that's a pattern that goes yeah. to pattern, Your Honor, as we'd say mm. in the court. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So. Right. But um, man, you know, I'm 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 all about the homeschooling thing, man. If parents can do it, do it, please get your kids out of these public school systems. They're a train wreck. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are considering it um, more than ever. Um, that's what that's what we're hearing. That's the feedback we're getting. I actually purchased the domain name several years ago and we were still we're empty nesters now, but we were still homeschooling then. And, you know, life happens. I didn't do much with it. And then when COVID hit, the inquiries increased big time. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, you know, let's have an aggregate of information. It's video based. There are three information sessions to help people get started on the homepage. 
um, and just try to shepherd people through that transition. And it might be a year till their school district gets their heads out of their backsides, um, mm -hmm. or it might be something that they do and they find out they really enjoy it. And so then they want to take it to the next step and continue. Um, you know, like anything that's worth it, it's, it's challenging on a good day, um, sure. but not for the reasons people think. And, you know, our motto was, if it's tough, it'll be worth it in the end. Right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so let's yeah. give it our best shot. Yeah. If it's easy, it's probably not worth your time. I mean, because if you don't have to work at it, there's going to be no reward for the work. Right. And, uh, you know, if and this is just handed to you, it's not worth much. Well, and it also shows delayed gratification, right? We want our children to have fat souls, as the Bible says, oh, you know, and yeah. we want them, oh, yeah. we want them to experience that delayed gratification, that, that eternal and to understand that. And that, that yields pretty well-adjusted adults. Absolutely. I mean, I not, mean, I, not that it's perfect. Everybody, oh, no. you know, no, 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 um, no, people we, we're still dealing with. We're still dealing with fallen people, but um, yeah, and we're still dealing um, with a free will that everybody has and they can decide for themselves what they're going to do with their life. We all get Indeed. that, yeah. but we also know that there's a better way to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not like I didn't go out and do stupid things when I was young. I was raised in church my entire life. When I became an adult, quote, adult 18, uh, it doesn't didn't mean I didn't go do stupid stuff. I did. but. I also knew where my core was and where I belonged, whether I was doing wrong or not. Yeah. Well, if I had a dime for every stupid thing I've done, we'd be having this discussion on my yacht in the Caymans. There you so, go. <laughs> we're, you know, we're all, we're all in that uh, situation and, and, you mm -hmm. know, uh, we just need to reach out and, and, and help one another. And, yeah. you know, I, I agree. I want to reach out and, um, you know, lift people up. And, but this whole, this whole tranny thing, this is an attack. And so, oh, yeah. you know, that sort of thing can't stand because when they say, again, when they say we're coming for your children, um, I'll take them at their word. Yeah. I and believe they mean it. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, they've tried to back off that now. Um, but, uh, I think that's just trying to backpedal. Yeah. That cat's out of the bag. Sorry. You know, and it's like, uh, can't go there. I'm sorry. Can't go there. And like I said, they can call me any name they want to call me. I've got thick skin and let it rip. I don't care. You are not going to shake me from what I know is true and right. And, uh, that, you know, it's just not going to happen. And you're not going to shut me up either for one another thing. Right. Well, and again, th this is this is their attack. Yeah. And so, you know, to, to expect us just, you know, I hate bullies. Mm -hmm. I hate bullies. And I would not let anyone bully someone without provocation. Um, and it's just, uh, it's frustrating that we are supposed to not respond to attacks uh, so that to show that we're not bullies. Yeah. And I'm exactly. like, how is that? That's backwards. Again, everything's backwards. <laughs> yes. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. Right. Yeah. It's just they've flipped completely flipped the script. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of blame to go around. But the blame game doesn't fix anything either. We've got right. to get past throwing blame and do something about it. We've got to just stand up and do something and say enough's enough. 
Yeah. You're not doing this garbage in front of my kids or my grandkids or anybody's kids, whether they're mine or not. This is inappropriate. It's wrong. And you're not doing it. Right. We're going to redraw these lines. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. So, you know, um, go ahead and plug your uh, website again. It is homeschoolreadyornot.com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Taya, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. And uh, you've been a great guest and we've had a lot of good conversation, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate it. This was fun. A lot of a lot of people are going to get some info and uh, they may hear some hear some things they don't want to hear. But, hey, that's the way it is. And uh, got to you know, have the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And I've told people from when I started this, I'm, I started this because I want to talk about anything and everything, whether people want to hear it or not. And I, yeah. I want to do it from a Christian conservative background because that's who I am. And if you, that's not your cup of tea, I'm sorry, but okay, that's cool. Yeah. I'm good with that. But that's what you're going to hear. You know, there's a reason they wanted to separate us through COVID. Oh, yeah. Because we would have found out that we weren't alone in our thoughts. Absolutely. And um, boy, I don't want that to ever happen again. Correct. And uh, I think that as much as we can discuss issues and topics and, and um, ways to move forward positively, or mm -hmm. ways to defend our children, whatever the case may be, um, I, I, I say do it. So good on you. Yep, that's what I, that's what I think too. So, uh, so I love having guests like you, and uh, that's you know, we need to get we need to have these discussions. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you letting me on tonight. Well, thank you, Taya, again for your time. Taya Shoemaker, folks, homeschool advocate, founder of HomeschoolReadyOrNot.com. I just found her on Twitter today. Give her a follow and uh, we'll do this kind of thing and uh, maybe we'll do it again. <laughs>